Welcome to the long overdue podcast number three for the D20. This is Chris. Cisco. Corky. And Pele. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Thanks, Pele. Uh, but, well, you know, I mean, just, just because we did have that pause in there, I mean, not just the podcast, but just the long overdue one, you know, you guys did get some content out of it. You know, you guys got 24 pages of artwork and 22 and a half hours, so. And 30 seconds of Fat Man on video. Thank you. Thank you for showing me off. I appreciate that. Next time he'll be shirtless, we'll be charging. I'm telling you, I'm on all the uh, the websites that relate to um, bears. Yeah. Bears? I'm, I'm hella getting emails now. <clears throat> oh. So, are we ready for the yeah. roll? Ready. And we're all, we're all wishing for an eight. I yeah. believe we're no. wishing for an eight. No. We will not be satisfied until it's falls Or you falls better off. hope that we don't get uh, high roll story. rolls choice. So here's the official roll. And it is indeed an eight. Yes! <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right on! So, for those who don't have the sight in front of them, eight leads us to Happy Little Trees. The name comes from a really bad TV show with a frizzy-haired Bob artist. Ross? Is that who it yes, is? Yes, Bob Ross, and I actually do have a t-shirt somewhere that has Happy Little Trees on it. <coughs> so the intent of this little exercise is to make Corey draw, or Corey, Corky draw. <laughs> yes, let's make Corey draw. Oh, they could pass it around, that'd be really sad, but... Okay, but we... We don't have a detached. We have tools. a sex subject, but we're going to pass around then. And. Right. On. Yeah. Damn it, I grabbed the wrong book. <laughs> so, Corky's going to draw while we uh, discuss. Well, discuss what he's drawing and pick on him. And, you know, I mean. Uh, I guess we should probably <laughs> start out with talking about maybe Corky's drawings from the past. If you want to start off, maybe give a little commentary of uh, the experience of 24 Hour Comic Day. Uh, commentary on that. From my point of view? or uh, Sure. <laughs> uh, 24 Hour Comic Day, look at the site. There's page for in fact multiple pages it's the most content we have on the site uh the experience from my point of view really interesting to see artistic folks craft their craft i guess it's the way craft i put it. Their craft. You like that i'm crafty that way uh-huh it's like <laughs> some, time, it's dude. like watching somebody make crack out of their basement oh, wait <laughs> <coughs> Um, we don't have basements out here. Good thing. I don't know. I mean, for me, it was 22 hours of hanging out with friends, doing something that I know you guys love to do, but don't seem to, to get the time or the motivation to do it. And we, I'm happy we, to be there for it. So The motivation, I think, is probably the biggest thing because, I mean, we've I had the motivation. time, plenty of times. Got the motivation. <clears throat> well, now, I think for me... I just need Bomb Squad to come over and take care of stuff that's... I think mostly for me it was nice to get the two of you who I hear you, you guys have a history together way beyond me that I hear you guys talk about here and there and sometimes at length depending on if we're at a party or if you've had something to drink or citrus um, that that I was never a part of and to be able to put you guys together and in a sense force you guys to enact or relive or experience what you guys always talked about doing but never got to was was nice for me yeah and it was it was definitely nice for us too i think that's that's probably the thing is we've known each other for 13 years now uh nice to know it's so important to you <laughs> my memory is Start not drawing. the way i don't need your opinion so this wait wait have to be what? 
Are we picking something for him to draw, or are we letting him draw something, and we're trying to figure out what he's drawing while he draws it? This is not Pictionary, okay? <laughs> I think the first drawing has to have some happy little trees on it. I, yes, I just think there must be trees. To, uh, <clears throat> yeah, we At would like a, a landscape. Please describe how you make the trees happy. Smiling trees. I, I could make a shrub happy. A Cheshire cat grins. <laughs> To say if Andrew's here, I'd be, I'd be doing all the landscape. We always wondered how this would turn out if when we actually rolled it, didn't we? Because yeah, it, it puts all the pressure on us to try to talk about art when we've got the artist um, occupado. Um, as far as 24-hour comic day, it's it's been a dream of mine to do comics since I was a kid. I mean, since I was really young. When I realized that comic books weren't just magically conjured up by people. Sure they um, are. <clears throat> Well, yeah. Comes it up by fanboys hanging on their basement. Oh, wait, we did that. We we do that now. We just don't have the space. Um, you we, have no basement. We have we, no we, basement. We, we got space. We just need a bulldozer to come in <laughs> and get somebody's shit that just keeps overflowing onto other people's shit. I said that out loud, didn't I? Sorry. Okay. Draw. Um, <laughs> but I, I think Is that, that, a river? that was the point. <laughs> there is only one river. There is only one sea, and it flows through you, and it flows through me. Holy shit. There is in only the one people. We are one and the same. Yeah, I remember this shit. That's right. <laughs> what the hell are you quoting? That's the song from Airplane. <clears throat> oh my god. That's right. Yes. <laughs> That's why I said holy shit. Um, but yeah, as far as comics go, I mean, this is, this is pushing us to do something that we've always wanted to do. And it was... An amazing experience in how how much planning we've we've put into the idea of doing it, and then seeing it all come into fruition and going, we had no clue. No, it was more like, hey, there's this really cool thing called Twenty Four Hour Comic Day. Say no more. We're fucking doing it. Yeah, that was that was your point. But I mean, how long have we talked about doing comics and what we we're going to do as comics? And I'm Forever. sure that we both had our own ideas in our heads as to how making a comic would be the process. I got my own ideas. Somebody just keeps stealing yours. I mean the process, Bastard. dickhead. Um, <laughs> well, I'm glad to see we're PG-13 tonight. <laughs> Have we, we ever... ever PG-13? <laughs> <laughs> so, I was going to say, as long as I don't bring my mom up, but, you know, that just going to start... <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Wow. Um, okay. I'm, I'm on a moratorium of mom comments with you, Chris, after the last one I made. You're I off. have to give myself at least a couple of months <laughs> off that was as a penance. Um, Is that what you're giving up while Corky's giving up smoking? Sure. <laughs> yes, and if uh, anybody's yeah, not but following the point is, my live journal... He, he's not allowed to start smoking again at some point. I cannot make the same promise about your mom. I love her too much. Anyway, so yeah... Seven the, days. Yeah, <clears throat> seven days. Hey, it's seven days. I'm, I'm proud of this. Cisco, what do you think? Of? 24-hour comic day. I think it was awesome, and I wish I could have stayed awake more, and I wish that I hadn't been, like, dreading getting my children back and knowing that I needed to sleep so that, you know, at least, like, one of their parents was somewhat here. aware of the world. That and, does. And that whole, like, section where I woke up at, like, 4 in the morning and was awake until, like, 5.30 is really surreal. That's how we felt for the following week. Um, is it, it was like walking through Jello. Um, 
Hey, hey, didn't I see that? I'm Got sure that we both have said that. Happy little trees. Happy little trees. What is happy little trees? Happy little trees is when we make quirky draw. Uh, Scott's just shown up. He's going to join us for one, so we're not all C's tonight. He's got a C in his name. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> Yeah. We're going to call him Cot from now on. The, and whole, two, the whole two in my whole name, yeah. So before my middle get, name. Oh, I was not aware of that. What's your middle name? Richard. Yeah. I knew that. <laughs> He's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> nice. We are just chock full of uh, entertainment value tonight. So, um, what, have, what have we got drawing so far? Landscape. So we do have a landscape. I oh, like... it's not a landscape. Oh no, what is it then? It's a bony finger. It's a cloud. What does it smell it's like? It's one of those weird trees from Monterey. It's a bonsai tree. It's, it's a, a bonsai, bonsai tree. tree. I like it. I'm not drawing no damn freaking pine tree. <laughs> Bob Ross. He needs a brush for that because remember, it's all brushes. With all that. about the brush. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a twenty dollar <laughs> fan brush. Scott, is that strawberry quick? Yes. Sweet. Because <laughs> <laughs> Cisco always looks at me like I'm crazy every time I buy it. Oh, okay. So I like to know at least I'm not the only crazy person. It's all about the strawberry quick. Yeah. I, I'm perfectly <laughs> fine with the chocolate quick. I don't think I can handle a strawberry fix. Um, so, yeah, comic books in general. I mean, we have a comic category i don't know how much we can go into that is this just generally an art category then? this is generally an art category mainly about generally a torture quirky forcing category. well th yes yes we are torturing quirky fucks <laughs> it was not necessarily specifically on that but we could not when we came up with titles for subjects for the podcast when we 20 subjects seemed like a huge amount to come up with, although I it's think that. I actually have like 30 of them now that I keep swapping in. Yeah, you said swapping subjects. I said swapping. Um, but when we started doing those, it was like Happy Little Trees just kind of came up in the terms and we could not like not put it on there. I don't know how many times I could not. When you say Happy Little Trees, I, I, my mind goes to that really bad cartoon porn with the trees fucking. Wow. <laughs> and Scott brings us to a new topic. Scott brings us to porn. Well, I don't know if I'd say wrong, but I'm guessing you're alone on that, because I don't think any one of any rest of us have seen that. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd the, admit to it. We do not have the subscription in Comic City to Bondage Fairies. Um, we do not have the mass experience of uh, anime porn. And uh, I don't know. Doug's I don't know. You guys watched that Dragon Ball C Sailor Moon. <laughs> that was horrible. That was God. really foul. I, I like Ironwood is the best porn comic. I'm sorry. Ironwood was very good, actually. I, I'll never be able to look at a remote control for any type of electronic device the same way ever again. Which helps you in your job immensely, I'm sure. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. It brings a whole new meaning to the Universal Remote MX-900. All in one. Or the Genesis. Or one and all. I, I saw oh, a, that's the well, I bought a porn several weeks ago that was 24 hours of porn in one case. 24 hours of porn. 24 hours of porn. So, so how much like lotion did you use? Yeah, uh, six DVDs. How much lotion is that? <laughs> did it come with lube? Did it come with lube? How do you get through that? I mean, how much, How long does it take you to get through 24 hours worth of porn? 24 hours? No, I mean over. <laughs> we're gonna have we're gonna have twenty four hours like a marathon. No, see that's a problem too. Hey, is that with, with porn not... classically you would play it on VHS. You get to the part where you're done, and then you just eject the VHS, and it's in the good part for next time. Too. But DVDs, it's like you don't unless you leave it in there on pause you for go the by next scenes. six years. You you have to go by scene. 
Let me make it clear, we are not doing 24-hour porn day. I don't think I could no. do 24-hour porn millennium. I don't think I could make it. It wouldn't happen. No 24-hour porn day. Well, that means we just have to go to your mom's to watch it, right? My mom's? Yeah, and their TV's TV. broken. The TV broke. Someone yeah, shoot it? No. They haven't replaced it yet? They have not replaced it yet. Someday. So that's they, cool they, need, they need to come down and... Oh. Which one, that one? Your, your sweatshirt. Huh? Oh. oh, his? Oh. I think you got that on 24-hour comic day. No. No. Hmm. I got this morning at Disneyland. I wore it that day. You were wearing it that day. And this is great audio. Mushrooms! Uh, this category has now become the catch-all category, I think, is because... Wow. Nope. Mushrooms. Wow. You're really making me fight. Yes. <laughs> to stay in line. I, told I think I'll do that all night. I mom comments for at least a little while after what I said last time. Oh. Um, <laughs> I'll make sure I leave it open. It sounds like I missed the best part of the night going early. It's like, damn, I just went back. Oh, well. Oh, yeah, you did. But that was, like, first thing in the morning the next day. So mm. um, we, we had a prize for uh, making it through 24-hour comic day. Oh, yeah, we did. Four flavored condoms. Unfortunately, someone had put the video camera away at that point. I... If I had known, uh, well, she had to do it twice. Yeah, so she I had to do it a it. second time because yeah, we guys, missed the first one. Yeah, you missed the first one. She didn't actually flash all the way the first time. Well, it was good for us. And it. you didn't. Yeah. Oh, that wow. makes you feel any better? I missed it too. I was asleep. I miss it all. I swear. You just show up more often. The whole time we, you know, I've been, I was hanging around with Athena. I never saw her boobs once. Everybody. Hey, Corey paid to see. I never. But no, I, I paid to, to see her kiss Anne. Or yeah. vice versa, and uh, I like the dude. Oh, anyways, she's always gone out of her way to annoy the hell out of me. Oh. I don't know why. It's just her personality. Maybe that's not a personality. That's a character flaw. <laughs> I don't see any reason. Is why that like inattentive? Recording any of this now? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it is like I, I, inattentive. Yeah, Annoying and inattentive would both be character flaws from the same category. So should we move? How far are we on the picture, Corky? I'm just about done with it. I guess. <laughs> There's so, mushrooms. Is so we Happy have a Little bond? Trees, is, it's supposed to follow a story? No. Okay. Happy Little Trees is supposed to be make, Cor <laughs> make Corky draw while we narrate while we slash babble slash... I don't know. It's a, it's a new one. We is have going to be a little goblin in the bottom of that tree peeking out or something? Oh, there we go. <laughs> Suggestions. <laughs> goblin just makes me want to... You know, we have like 20 categories for podcasts, so. and we've only done... This is our third. So it's like they're all a new experience as to how we're going to make each subject work. Yeah, the, the difference between us is the fact that I came up with the idea of saying, let's do subjects that are numbered so that we could verify the reason to have a D20 name. Um, it was something to kind of like make sense as to what to call ourselves and, and what to make the pitch for, which I'm sure it doesn't really matter because anybody who listens to this is just listening to it because they know us at this point or they're just like listening to a bunch angry of at themselves and it's this or cutting but <laughs> it's punishment. It is. So, so we're constantly trying to trick ourselves into making our our uh, themes work, which we we did pretty good with the eighties. We did. We did. Books much wasn't better. bad either. Books was surprising. I, I was amazed. You so should have showed up for the book one. I had stuff on both of those. Yeah. Yeah. Can you? We, you know. And you no. probably could have tied it back in. Now, have, have any of you read S. M. Sterling? Because if you haven't, you should. That's one of the I have no idea what that is. I'm still trying to read a book that I have, and it's not the book's bad, it's I don't read. But I'm still working on it. He does those alternate history kind of things. 
and the one that I really liked, he, he sent a ship, a modern, uh, basically sent the whole freaking island of Nantucket back to 3000 BC. It was kind of interesting. And then wow. he, did, he did a lot of research in all the actual characters that were around then, all the people and stuff. All right, so we got our first drawing. Go. Tree, mushrooms, goblins, moon I like or that. Hmm? Moon or sun? Uh, you can pretend whatever it is you want. It could be a flashlight or... Now we're doing... You know, there's no the caterpillar tunnel. on that. We've always said that the podcasts were supposed to have been... Well, I should say we always said, but originally <laughs> when we thought this, the podcasts were going to be about a half hour. Books really? Took, that's the way I always envisioned it. Wow. Or at least half hour per subject. Okay. Well, I thought it was like we talked for a certain period of time about one subject, and then we kind of branch off if we just get the momentum. Either way. So, I mean, if, if Happy Little Trees has produced one really cool picture of a bonsai tree with mushrooms and whatnot, I'm good with that to roll for another subject. No, that's on. not fair at all. No, no, no. That's you're, you're We've only been 15 minutes, so we could punish, I guess, Corky another 15 minutes. <laughs> I think we need to keep going. Because if we keep doing this, then what we're going to have is I'm going to have to put on there, you know, write me a story, and we're going to punish you next. No, he. He's, I get punished all the he's, time. He's trying I, to I do mean, I can put on my he... mom on here as a subject. <laughs> but I think you say enough about it normally that I don't really if need to add a whole If you post pictures of your mom on the website, then that's. You know, perfect. if my mom finally listens to this. <laughs> You'll never be My able to mom show heard me face. talking about all the dirty books and stuff that I got from her. <laughs> a kid. But she, she has was, to. Love she wrote me. She was like, "Wow, I didn't realize <laughs> that you read those books of mine." Or she's, and she she explained herself and all that, and which was very uh, fun. And I was just like, "It really wasn't anything that well, you, you know, did that was wrong." It, was, it is a D and D night. Now we could have Corky draw. Any one of your guys' characters now is his next picture. Did you get my suggestions for the comic last time? That I, I sent you guys emails, but it went from Paula's email. Yes, the the changing the dice and yes, and having Anne puke on me because every game she has puked on me. Oh yeah, but we did that. Would that would be changing the whole scene, so I, I didn't want to. It goes. A, yeah, the feedback comes comes to me. So I want to go just a little bit into an idea of this is Scott. And this is what we have introduced of Scott so far into the podcast is one, Scott has an addiction to very strange pornography. <laughs> Two, Scott reads books that are way outside of our intelligence level. And uh, three, Scott has a vomit fetish. I do not have a vomit fetish. You have to make Ann puke on me because no, she always every pukes. Every game, on me. I swear, somehow it happens. Yeah, I remember. We all remember the one game that Tony ran where we were all humans, and it was like the uh, which one call it? it was like the X Files game. Yeah, and she. Of course, we all she, shot each other in that game too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but yeah, is that before or after chain lightning in a pool? Uh, that was before. It's a different game. Yeah, it's a yeah. different game entirely. Only gaming geeks will understand anything we're talking about at this point now. It's or, like the, the methane fireball that we did over. Mike's Which we still talk about. Yes. When we talk about Chris Sub 2, that's what we always talk about. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to draw this next picture, and you can tie that paper clip in a knot with your tongue. Uh, no, I'm not doing that anymore. I've actually seen Chris engulfed in the fireball, so. Yeah. Yes. That was the other thing <laughs> that I talked that's we have a subject. I've tried to Chris I've seen fire Chris to resolve balls. I only have a few stories. Please don't steal oh. my thunder. Right. <laughs> I thought it was going to say Chris on fire. 
I mean, I have I have a few stories, but really I have like the three times Adam's done something stupid, and the one time I've done something Just stupid that I'm willing to recall. The three times Adam's done something stupid with you present, you mean? Other than that, I don't really have a whole lot of stories. I just think um, if we're going to make them draw, we should kind of like at least pick a topic for us that we talk over. That should be the Happy Little Trees thing. If we draw Ooh, a combo platter almost, like it's Happy Little Tree, and then we roll again for what we talked about while he draws. While he draws, and then see if we can inspire him to what we're talking about. I like about. that combo platter. That's, it's a nice. Yeah. That's smooth. Yeah, that was Rolls off the tongue. All right, give it a roll. All right, what are we talking about? All right. Tell me a story. Yay! <laughs> well, wait, wait, I know I know which picture I'm gonna draw. No, no. Does it involve a jack-in-the-box? Okay, no. We have, we, we have to go around and everyone has to do one, and we probably should not start with Corey, because Corey always gets stuck telling the story. Well, I thought that we were gonna try the first time Isn't it gonna to be tell high how roll? we met. No, 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 it's not I don't remember roll? how we met. I know uh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> Alright. Well, do you remember how you and Scott met? Because I think that was the first one. I've met Scott at a video store, I think. I think... Did you meet me at the video I met you, I, I think, think... I met you at John's house. I thought we met because John had to stop at the video store first, and it was your night to work, and you were coming over afterwards. I don't think so. I think the, remember, I think the first time I saw you was in John's basement. We were playing battle chess and listening to The Cult, if I remember right. Battle Which chess? Yes. Which album were you listening to? And you to? came over to... Uh, wow. To game... I don't remember what we were gaming, though, what we were playing. Yeah, at that time period in our lives, we could have been playing just about anything. Cyberpunk. How were you guys? Uh, 19, I think I was. So Scott I think we were was just 30? Of, yeah, Scott was <laughs> I think I was just wow, that's my freshman up. year of college, and that put Scott, you're three years ahead of me? Uh, I think so. Yeah. yeah, so you were, you took a while to get through college, though, right? You took, like, yeah, I was, five I, or six yeah, years. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't out of college until I was, like, 25. So yeah, you were like a sophomore or junior in college then. Huh? So it's hard when you're a genius. So Scott and I met through a mutual friend. You know, basically through John. Mutual friend? Was it it female? Probably three years. No. No. Almost. Although John does look good in a dress. (laughs) He throws good parties. How do you sit there in front of Scott and say that some other guy looks good in a dress? Scott looks fantastic in a dress. As do you. Got me some Scott action. That should be my story. You know what? That's going to be my story. You know that's just mean because there's no pictures, there's no video footage. There is video footage. We just have to... We just have to find it. Yeah. Melinda has it. Yeah. All right. So then you and Cisco. I met Cisco at Cisco's house because Shannon took me to a party there. He needed a ride. The interesting thing about that is that (laughs) Shannon brought me there and I don't know if Shannon had a thing for Cisco at the time, but Shannon was on his... I just got out of a long-term relationship with a girl I was with in Florida because Shannon had just gotten back from living in Florida. And he, for every month they were together, he was supposed to spend a week single, I believe was the math that he used. Um, okay. Yeah. I To wait and see what kind of scabs uh, formed? There's, I guess. Okay. I guess to, <laughs> so he took me to Cisco's house, which... You've all been to Cisco's house now, no. but it was filled with a bunch of people that were younger than me. Um, I felt old, uh, out of place because I don't I don't party. Right. I'm, I've never been. I mean, I like to go to parties because I like to listen to people talk. That's something that you and I have a lot. But of. I don't I don't 
drink. I never, even in my highest point of drinking, I had never really was much of a drinker. I remember no. you t- leaking tequila off the counter. I <laughs> there is the one tequila story where I had to do shots with everyone, but instead of everyone doing shots at the same time, I ended up doing a shot with each person individually, which caused me to have six or seven shots of tequila in about ten minutes. Nice. Yeah. Which was the time where it was like at about an hour or two into the party, it was like, okay guys, I'm going to go throw up in the bathroom and I'll be there the rest of the evening. Have a good time. Which is never a good sign at a party, especially when it's at your place. Don't eat the fruit. Uh, yeah, but Siska's house was having a party. Um, I, you know, it's funny because Cisco and I, by my memory, and God knows my memory is terrible, so correct me if I'm wrong, and please don't hate me if I'm horribly wrong. Uh, we didn't really talk or see each other till very late in the evening because she was busy. I mean, in and out with people and trying to keep the party going and shut up. <laughs> wow, I. <laughs> He's got a so pencil in his I remember hand. winding down, and Shannon, who I think was too drunk to really go anywhere, it was late. We didn't feel like driving. Said we could crash there, so I crashed on the old Chase lounge couch that she had. I love. And that we kind of spent the last part of the evening. That you know that really quiet lull part at the end of a party that's kind of like the where there's the last really mellow people. Is that just kind of talking and you talk? I know about, it because I'm normally sober. So yes. Yeah. We kind of bonded at that point in time. And really from there, it was kind of like talking to Shannon like, you know, she's single. Yes. You know, she's cute. Me having to go through the, I'm going to go to jail. I have to make sure that I <laughs> really want this. Hey, I got to uh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, the, we after that, I guess, we bonded through going to a concert together. That was really kind of the Was main, that the Violent Femmes concert? That was the Violent Femmes concert. And that's the story that I know about of you guys getting together and everything. And I think, at least the way that Cisco made it sound, is that was that was what really brought it together for her. Is when you guys became a the yeah. Couple. Feel free to add li- add on to that story. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to talk. Yeah, all right. I have a totally different perspective on that story. Too. I'd like to hear it. Go ahead. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I love sucked in high school, and I. I hate to portray myself as like a floozy, but I came to the conclusion about the middle of my sophomore year that this whole like goth virgin thing just really sucked and I was so done with it. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start throwing myself at people and see what sticks. What? What? Yeah. Who? She almost got a stick is what was the bad part. <laughs> yeah. Stick boy. Oh. Yes. But anyway, so my Free parents- Sorry. My parents decided, where were they going? Where'd they go? Mexico? It was their anniversary. Was their anniversary? It was December. Were they going to Mexico or were they going to Europe? I don't even know Europe? where they went. I think they were in Europe. But anyway, before my mom left, because my mom is so incredibly cool, my mom was like, okay, party. I got it. I know. Cool. No problem. I'm locking the liquor cabinet. You know, I'm doing all the things that will keep me <laughs> from stop like. something. No. It was the, I'm doing all the things that a responsible responsible parent parent. should do before she goes out of town for a week and a half. And the part that you're missing out of that story, which I'll get to in a few minutes. But anyway, so I'm planning this party, and my friend Allie and Sean are planning the party with me. And I had just started hanging out with Shannon, like, probably three weeks before that. Because he didn't come back from Florida much sooner than you came back from Hawaii. He had only been back for, like, three weeks. 
So I started hanging out with him because he was hanging out with George and Don and that whole crew. And so he calls me up like four hours before this party's supposed to start. And he's like, can you drive out to Monterio and pick me up? I said, you know what? I'm setting up the party. There's no way I can get away now to come get you. You're going to have to, you know, get Ocean or somebody to drive you in. Well, I've got this friend that has a car, but you've never met him. And he just got back from Hawaii last night. Can he come to the party with me? So you were just you're recently gonna... reincarnated. Yes, yes. I came back, just recently came back from this. Return I will tell dead. that story if you... <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I'm like, okay, so you're bringing some guy I've never met to my party. Okay. Is he, like, a cool guy, or He's is really he, like, hot. a guy that, you is know, you're using for a car? He's like, no, 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 I, I've been friends with Chris forever, you know, no, he's really cool. I'm like, okay, well, you know, when are you guys going to get here? Because you have to run to the store and pick up things for the party. So I leave in my Datsun, which we'll talk about my Datsun another day. But <laughs> I leave in my Datsun to go run to the grocery store, and I leave Allie and Sean setting up stuff at my house, which hopefully my mother never listens to this because then she weren't supposed will. to be alone in the Allie house. and Sean alone in the house. Woo. But anyway, because nobody was allowed upstairs at that point. Oh, wow. Yeah, secret service projects. Nobody was allowed upstairs. Uh, but anyway. That probably didn't so, say I don't know. I, I come home from the grocery store and I've got like six cases of soda and chips and all this stuff in my car and I'm trying to carry like two cases of soda and a bag of groceries and like something else and I've got like a bag between my teeth and I'm trying to get the front door open and I can't you just park. totally ruined, ruined the image that you had painted in my head as soon as you said teeth. I was like, wow, that's impressive. Anyway, go on. But so I can't park my car where it belongs because there's this little red car with the weird owl sticker on it in my parking space. And I'm like, okay. Do I remember weird, that car? car. No. Yeah. Okay. You that probably don't. Sounds really familiar. No, you still had the dot, the Nissan when we were living in the apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Right, I did. Okay. Yeah, you did. But anyway, so I'm like struggling myself up to the doorstep, like kicking the door with my docks, hoping someone will open it. And I can hear the violent femmes playing inside the house. So I know that Shannon must be there because Shannon's the person who got me listening to the violent femmes. And I finally managed to get the door open, and Alex and Shannon are waltzing in the dining room. And here's this other strange guy just standing there, like, dumbfounded, looking at them like, what the hell have I gotten myself into? What kind of party is this? What kind of freaky party is this? And, you know, the, the thing that just, like, wow, this guy's different, is he walked over and took all my groceries, and I was like, oh my god, someone who actually, like, is paying attention and understands that I like need help getting groceries in the house. Wow, I got polite points. You got polite points. <laughs> Chivalry works. Chivalry. Chivalry is good. Chivalry is not dead. But yeah, then didn't Pope show up for that <laughs> party too? Pope might. Pope was Pope definitely on the that party. Violent Femmes. Yeah. Uh, I think Pope showed up for that party too, and like you and Alex and Pope like disappeared and started talking somewhere. And then I was dealing with Sean, who was trying to hitchhike home, and I almost had to knock him unconscious because the boy was not allowed to hitchhike from my house. Well, protective mommy thing. Sean was not allowed to hitchhike from my house. He was much too cute a boy, and there were way, way too many sick people out there. <laughs> I'm waiting to see but, what the picture looks like. <laughs> I know what the picture's of. <laughs> I've I seen it already. I can guess what the picture's of. All right, but so then you guys... <laughs> 
started but talking. Then that we, night. we finally, <coughs> we finally started talking, and I was like, okay, wow, like intelligent college person, totally cool, nice guy, <laughs> and it wasn't yes. Shannon who ended up sick. It was somebody else who ended up sick, and I went to take care of them, and you guys actually ended up leaving. No, I think we cleaned. You may know. at some point you, you left you. because after <laughs> I'm you. I'm that way at parties. Trust me. <laughs> no, you guys left at some point because after you left is when the car disappeared. Oh, why did we come back then? We must have taken someone somewhere then. I don't know, but anyway, Randy, who is my stepfather, has this car, his SVX, and it wasn't very old at that point, and it was still you know his cool like midlife crisis sports car, and. The thing is scary as hell. It goes like 150 miles an hour, and so, I was 16, so you're, you're and I would not drive he's it. He's like 90. No. Is this? Damn! I hope I look half as good as he does when I'm his age. <laughs> but anyway, so when they left, Randy made this big deal about that he was going to take the keys to the car, so that it didn't get driven while he was gone. I'm taking the SVX keys. My mom's like, you cannot take the STX keys. What if the house catches on fire or, you know, something horrible happens and... We'll Cisco's drive out cars... of here like the Dukes of Hazard. No, and, you know, because I was driving my Datsun at that point, and my Datsun wasn't completely reliable. Yeah. I was doing a lot of work on That's it, but it... Yeah, it was a Datsun. Let's leave it at that. So my mom's like, no, you cannot take all the keys to the car. The only car that we're leaving here, you cannot take the only keys to it. You can lock them up, but you cannot take them. So he leaves the keys. Well, being the slightly obsessive compulsive person that he is, he writes down the odometer reading before he leaves. <laughs> like, so Ferris Bueller. And so I'm taking care of some sick person in the bathroom. Or actually, I'm, I may have been dyeing somebody's hair. It's a toss-up between whether or not I was manic-panicking someone someone's hair. Someone was over in a bathtub. Someone is in the bathtub either puking or getting their hair dyed. This is Cisco's life. I'm this is my life. helping somebody throw up, I'm dyeing their hair, I'm piercing something on their body. Hey, it's one of I the did three. not pierce people. Oh, really? She's got to draw the line somewhere. Okay. No, no piercing. No, that was your hobby. That was you my hobby. You can tell all about piercing. I was a piercer. But anyway. We're the piercer. Especially in drive-thru. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. anyway... So, apparently, while I was dealing with whoever it was in the bathroom, somebody took the car out and drove it around, like, six blocks, put, like, eight and a half miles on it. Like, some trivial, like, Bad Company was the CD that was in the CD player, and it was, yes. like, two songs ahead, and, like, eight miles had been put on the car, and then it got put back exactly where it had been. Wow. So, I never realized that the car had left the driveway. So my mom and Randy come home like four or five days later and Randy's like, who took my car? Did you drive my car to the grocery store? And I'm like, why would I drive your car? Your car scares me. It goes really, really fast. I don't like your car. Why would I drive it? He's like, so somebody drove my car. Not the car. Freaking no. out. And so, yeah. And then I was like, well, no, the car couldn't have been driven because Chris was here all night. And his car was parked behind the car. And you're like, who's and, Chris? Wait, who's Chris? We haven't met Chris. Oh, yeah. He's this new guy that I met who was at a party. But 
It was a mild, mellow party. You mean the party where my car got stolen? Yes. So how mellow was the party that my car got stolen from? Really mellow? Why didn't you realize the car got stolen? I was dying somebody's hair. Or helping them throw up. <laughs> or helping One them two. throw up. I'm not sure which. Maybe they threw my up mom. a Technicolor and it got on their hair. My mom totally understood. My mom was like, okay, you know, bad choice. Fine. She's like, but you know, closer. if you hadn't put the car keys in with the vodka. <laughs> the vodka they, they locked up? Yes. But the problem is they locked the China Hutch, but they only locked the two doors that opened to the liquor. They didn't lock the third door. They so just reached around? They opened the third door and reached yes! through the cabinet and got everything out of the cabinet because the cabinet is only like you know, three and a half feet wide to begin with. See, my house growing up, we had an open bar, so it was its own problem. All right, so... We didn't have an open bar. That's how you my, guys My mom that. worked with too many lawyers to keep yeah. an open bar. I don't... I met you guys... Well, I met you through Anne. Right. And Angry Josh. Well, <laughs> Josh, Josh was already gone by the time that you and I met. Yeah. Because Josh came uh, up yeah. to Michigan and lived with me for a month. Tatanka. I like to call him Tatanka. Tatanka. <laughs> because blah, of blah, the... Blah. Because of the jacket no, with the, the fringes on the bottom. The yeah. He really wanted to be uh, Native American and Kevin Costner. I yeah, that's. I ever met him. Josh, you're, you're not missing. Anything. I was the last one to get stuck with him. Freaking. So that's the thing is, I met Anne, and it's really too bad that Anne isn't present for this because she is um, really the hinge for this group being what it is today. I met Anne um, online on Prodigy on the X Men boards <laughs> uh, when I was going to college and decided in that in the midst of my trying to be a musician, which is what I wanted to be all through high school, and I'm finally going to school for it. My mom introduces me to the internet and says, hey, you know, you should check out these Prodigy boards, and there's an X-Men board, and I'm in that, and I'm suddenly forgetting about school entirely. But through the X-Men boards, um, there was a a rather large group of people who were based off of the the X-Men cartoon had just come out, so that gives you kind of a date. It had come out, like, probably two weeks before I found it on the boards, and some group came out that day. Like, oh, we all watch the X-Men cartoon. We should all, like, make X-Men characters and write stories together and stuff. So who are you? Uh, I made up my own character. There was there were people who were based off the initial characters, but you've only got so many X-Men. Right. Although there's hundreds of X-Men. Um, yeah. Now. Not these days, but there's 198. Um, <laughs> but at that point in time, it was just like, okay, you had your Wolverine, you had your Rogue, you had your Colossus. Um, and a lot of the kids didn't even know who all the characters were. They just knew who was on the cartoon at that point. Um, so when you had the, the people like me who had been reading the comics forever, um, yeah, we could have named any one of a hundred characters. If I had chosen anybody at that point in time, it would have been either Bishop or Longshot. When, when did you start reading comics? I started reading comics it, pretty it, much You had to bring up Longshot, okay. didn't you? Shut up. John, if you're listening to this, I want my damn sketch. Draw your own. Um, so draw a picture of him blowing me. So <laughs> when I started issues. in the group, Josh was <sighs> the person that everybody had to go through <sighs> to get their characters approved. If you weren't based <laughs> off of a, a pre-approved character, you, you went to Josh and, and said, this is what my character's powers are, this is his origin, and um, he was the Nazi for the board. He's a Nazi. Be that as it may, he was at least halfway intelligent, 
and you're giving in too much through credit. the nose, out through the mouth. You got to realize what the boards were. Yeah, you're giving um, way too much credit. In comparison to the, you're growing his ego right now because you know he's listening to this. Uh, yeah, I know. Bastard. Care. Um, wow. So have to move on quickly for deep breath. So in through, the nose, through him, out through the mouth. Uh, I yeah. created a character that was really just a blank slate character. It was something I didn't want to think too hard about it. So I made something very, very simple, very open for whatever I wanted to throw in later she on. She wants her Dr. Pepper. She wants a drink. <laughs> Zip. I'm clueless tonight. Uh, yeah, I worked okay. four 14-hour days in a row. Oh. So. Oh. Yeah. All right, then we give up. You win. <laughs> your ankles, Phil. It sounds like you've been grabbing them all week. <laughs> 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 I almost ended up wearing that. that oh, Dr. Great. Pepper up the nose. And it wasn't me this time. It wasn't me this time. One Spew Podcast. One Spew Podcast. You okay, Cisco? Um, so yeah, I made, I made a character named Arsenal. And Arsenal's power was basically he could create any weapon he's ever been exposed to. Um, usually he had a sword, but he could make guns and have unlimited ammunition like a Rambo movie. He was just very action movie oriented. He had long black hair with silver tips. And he had a um, an amnesiac backstory, meaning he didn't know where he was from. He didn't remember. It was very, very comic booky. Um, but in writing him, and and this is the first. This is really when I first started writing, like a lot, and where I started trying to take it a little more serious. In writing him, I realized that I'm not an action character type of person, and so to make myself want to write him more, I just made him completely weird and have odd experiences all the time and the first thing i wrote was the fact that he unpacked moved into his room and everything in the dormitories in the mansion and realized that for some reason he couldn't find his cream rinse and that's what i did to introduce myself <laughs> to characters on the boards as i would go into the, their sections of the boards wherever their rooms were or whatever and introduce myself and say by the way have you seen my cream rinse and it became this whole backstory on the boards for about a year, maybe a little longer. And everybody, that's what they knew of me, is is this... like the cream rinse guy. Huh? The cream rinse guy. But it, it got worse, and there was definitely more things that I did. But that was the first thing, and people thought, okay, that's a little different. It's because my character was an action-type character, and because it was at least an original concept compared to most of the other ones out there, um, Josh put me onto his team. You're going to have to get over it. Yeah, I don't like that word. <laughs> okay. Um, Direwolf put me onto his team. And Why am I not surprised he had a character named Direwolf? That's pretty much where it started. Well, I don't think it started from that. It started from the Rush song. But his team was the red team. <laughs> yeah, we all look at Scott. Like at you. <laughs> Biter and the Snow Dog. Yeah, I like yeah. this song. So... Yeah, the word Rush comes up and we all turn and stare at you. Yeah, well, so I join up with that team... And they were probably only ever maybe four active members in at a time. Um, and Anne Ann came in probably a week later, if that, and created her character, um, which was also werewolf-based because she was really into wolves and things like that, named Gypsy Wolf. And um, her character was just... No comment. No. So her I character was really... werewolf comes out to, you know, bug me about it, but... Yeah. Oh. Well, I did not say anything. Because you say wolf instead. <laughs> when That's we were, asked, gonna say sandwich. When fine. we were doing the story for 24 <laughs> Hour Comic Day and I kept typing stuff up, I kept alternating between Wolfie with an L and Woofie. Uh. <laughs> and they were like, you have to choose which one you're going to go with. 
Um, I never did fix that extra O on there. It doesn't matter. So, Anne became part of that team, and were they together started, at that point? That's how they started to get together was through Prodigy. Um, she brought her friend Tammy in. Damn internet. Um, I brought Mary Beth in, who I had met on the music boards, and we all started kind of gravitating towards each other into a a sort of subgroup, even though we weren't on the same strictly team like the red team the blue team the gold team that we broke up in the different groups. <clears throat> red ones go faster yeah um we started finding the people that we fit in with better so there was damien's character seer and jason's character bullseye who was the only character that was actually based off a comic character but he'd taken him out of being a villain and put him into the x-men and stuff and all of us just kind of like moved into a, a smaller group where we started doing things without being on the boards as much and talking to each other and at one point, uh, Direwolf and I met Thank up you. because he lived uh, about an hour or so from where I lived. And he had been talking to Anne. So Anne was like, hey, why don't you guys come visit out in California? And we came out here and hung out with her. And we were only supposed to be here for about a week and what I'm saying about a month. We actually turned around and went home at one point or started to go home, got a flat tire, had to come back out and sit for another week. So it was just kind of this weird thing. We finally go back home. I think he was there for about two weeks, and then he wound up moving out here. To be he wasn't out here very long, though, was he? He was out here for a couple years. And during really? that time, I they kept trying to get me to come back and stay. I came out uh, later on in that summer and worked at the uh, the camp with uh, Tammy and with uh, who would later be my manager at the Raymond. store, Raymond, who was awesome. Speedos. Um, but that's another story. And uh, they kept trying to get me to stay, but I didn't really feel up to it. I wound up working in Comic City shortly after that. So the idea is still at some point I'm probably going to move to California to come out and hang out with them and everything. But I wanted to at least do some stuff with my life first. There were, I just wasn't ready to right. like try to be an adult yet. And my first, probably my second week actually at the comic shop, uh, Corky's younger brother Phil had been coming in and I guess seen me I don't even think he really talked to me too much or anything at that point um, but he went home and told Corky hey you got to go into the comic shop there's this guy there who's got the coolest long hair ever which I don't really know why but you can I tuck cut it into it. your pants I cut it just before I started working yeah, there I cut it, it when I was working pants. at Myers before that that's interesting I always thought you knew Corky longer than you knew Ann no but um, and that was part of the thing, too, is when Corky came in, you want to tell the story, your story? No, you can go ahead and finish telling yours. No, no, I mean, you want to say it like you want me to say it? No, just go ahead and tell put it, a, and then I'll go ahead and... Put a quarter on the table, and I'll try to act like I mean it? Okay. Okay. Two-bit hooker. So Corky comes into the store and everything and introduces himself. And I don't remember how long it took before we started, like, really when you invited me over to your house, which was for your birthday. I think it was your 21st birthday. That was the one where they gave you the uh, car phone. A car phone. Yeah, it was yeah. like the brick. The yeah, brick the phone. Brick. Um, and you guys were drinking Coronas with lemon in it, which I'd never even heard of a Corona before that. Um, you and Brian and your family and everything. That was my first time coming over to your house, and I just kind of knew that I was not the kind of person that your parents expected <clears throat> you to bring home. <laughs> at that point but they were still really cool yeah but Corky 
I think, unbeknownst to me, I think I'd been at your house a couple of times before I really knew that you were doing artwork. We were just kind of hanging out and talking and stuff, and then it became like, oh yeah, Quirky's an artist. And I told Anne and DW uh, on Prodigy. There's <laughs> DW, I like that. Darkwing. Um, <laughs> that, like, oh yeah, I, I know an artist out here now. And they're like, you have an artist? We've been looking for an artist. I'm like, yeah, well, I, I got this guy, Corky. Yeah, yeah, he owns my soul. He's pretty amazing. Guy. And, yeah, by the time I left, I had how many people that I was either working with or wanted to work with me? <laughs> Let's see, you had Joe, Vinny, Ron, and Pat. And Levi. Levi, John Watkins Chow. Well, John, my picture. John never said that he wanted to work with me. John, it was just I was his first <clears throat> fan letter. And has always been extremely kind to me ever since. Um, he likes you better. He just, he knows me. He remembers me. I was the first he fan letter in on his comic. That was, that was really cool to him. And I really appreciated the fact that he was always been so nice to me and always remembers me. Um, but yeah, so it's like, I'm in Michigan working at a comic shop, my dream job. Um, and meeting all these artists and stuff who want to do comics with me, which uh, of course... Somewhere around that same time is when on Prodigy, the guys read my work and wanted to publish me, which I didn't know what that meant, and I didn't decide to do it. But eventually, I think that was right before I met you, though, because I remember you telling me about it. No, I was I was already friends with you when the publishing thing happened because Bob was like, "Oh, we got to do a signing at the store," and I'm like, "I don't know what that means." But you were working at the store at that point. Okay. Um. But at some point. Ann and uh, DW split and he moves back to Michigan and he winds up staying at my house for a few months and just making my life much like he affects anybody's life uh, living hell and uh, I finally get tired of it and I've worked at the comic shop for about a year and a half now and I, I really love it but I don't see myself going anywhere so I just kind of decide I'm done I'm going to give my notice at the shop. I'm going to move out to California. Live with Anne. Don't know why exactly at this point Anne's willing to take another guy from Michigan into her home. But I guess the nothing safety net was the fact worse. that she wasn't in a relationship with me. So um, Well, nothing could be worse than what she had just endured, so... That's probably true. Um, Tatanka. Could only get better from there. But with that, I, I want to believe in. I uh, came out to California, moved in with Anne, and then Jared and Elise are the ones who actually introduced me to you guys. And Jared and Elise described you guys to me for a while, and, and they would just talk about you. Just like where you thought I was a black friends. man? I, for some reason, I thought you were black. Every time that they would talk about you guys, I had pictures in my head. I knew Cisco was white. The so image he was the opposite of Spawn. Yeah, probably. Apparently, yeah, Jungle Fever. Yeah, I just. Mm. I just, for some reason, thought that you were black. But every time that they talked about you, perfect. they said that you were just like me. They said, you and Chris will get along so well. They're like, you have so much in common. You guys are just so funny. That's why we have the 10-foot rule, right? That is why we have the 10-foot rule. Every time Chris and I would be around each other at game, or not even around each other, if I would be standing next to Elise talking to her, she could sense that Chris was within 10 feet of me and she would run the other way. It became a general rule that we could not be allowed within 10 feet of each other or we cause mass damage. But that's how I met 
you. Yeah, Scott, you missed out on the whole Josh stuff because that was through Anna. the live action, live action vampire and, and werewolf stuff, which you avoided like the plague. Right. So I went to it twice, I think. Yeah, maybe three times. You were nice enough in the to church or no, well, in the you, bank. The bank. Peripherally, you were there because we had people over to our Jeremy. house a lot from it, but overall, you missed most of it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've met all the people. Well, most of the people. There were just parties at the house. I miss Monday night vampire stuff. I remember. I do too. I miss having the standing Anne, party every every week that we used to have. That was fun. Mm-hmm. I remember Anne kind of lurking around at game and not really talking to anybody. But really, we didn't like get to know Anne until we started to hang out with Anna and Aaron. Mm-hmm. And Anna was very pregnant at that point. And they were living over off of Steel Lane before she had rice. I drink sewage with Anne that night. And you and Anne were so drunk. And you were wearing the Chevy Sombreros. Yeah. Wandering around <laughs> Anna's house. And you just kept like bashing into each other and then you would both like fall down we on the futon. We were drinking Southern Comfort with pink lemonade. Yeah. Which wow. is what we dug oh, it was sewage. nasty. It was foul. Oh, speaking but of sewage. But then Josh... Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> that was a great segue. Thank you. Justice has been served. But then Josh got all, like, raw or possessive of the fact that Anne was having so much fun with us. And it became a throwdown that Josh was going to take Chris outside and, you know, have his way with him and, like, beat him down. Oh, I don't And then that... <laughs> Prison sex, have his way with him. <laughs> no. And then that turned into I Know Ninjas, which brought Adam well, and Tony really into it. <laughs> the thing is, Adam and Tony And then afterwards, weren't... afterwards he was cool, did he do the whole... They still weren't Andrew, really right? on my they side like, yet. Because they I was only really... still recently resurrected, so... Was it that late that I met Anne? Because I don't think I met Anne until she was dating Bridget. Well, let me tell you no. something. That's when we decided to start throwing Adam at Anne because Josh was, Josh was in the way. At that point. And Josh, yeah, was Josh we needed to get rid of Josh. We all realized that Josh needed to go away. Mm-hmm. And the most offensive person to Josh that we thought we could find was Adam. Actually, well, first it was Tony. Adam's I smart. So Adam, no, no, no. no. kind of liked Tony at first. No, Tony, Tony was still in the whole... Mariah, Mariah. oh yeah, Ooh. that was, that was <laughs> but but let me tell you something else. This is kind of weird. the The year and a half before I moved out here, um, when I had come out and worked in the summer at the camp and everything, after the camp, I'd been out here for like a week, hanging out at their apartment or whatever. I met because they were already playing a vampire game with them, Mike and Niece. Chicken bitch. Yeah. Boogie chicken. Chicken bitch. Yeah. And that's when she told me that I looked like David Koresh, and I told her that she looked like a chicken. Um, it's like mad cow disease? Sort of. <laughs> I'm not even going to try to... I think the first time I... The only time I saw her was at the weird S&M party that we didn't know was an S&M party. And all went to in normal clothes, and we were like, whoa, we're totally out of place. That was Yeah, Jared oh, wait, that was place. the one that I went to with Emily. That bring your own vinyl party? That was the one where the... The two chicks were hitting on me in the... Uh, yeah. Actually, that was also where Caitlin licked my nipples. Fucking bastard. Um, Swear to God. I just remember the, the, that was the buck and Anne and Athena kissing. Yeah. yeah that was, that was the dollar missed, that, I that I paid a dollar and Jared's fat head got in the way. Yep. But yeah, so I mean, think about that is that a year and a half before you guys probably even really hanging out with her, she was 
they were hanging out with uh, with Mike and he's probably why they showed up in the vampire live action because yep. um, I think Mike's probably still there um, yep but but Mike's not living around here anymore did he move oh. he got married remember no oh you're no tall Silao Silao no. yeah Mike tall Mike try to rephrase see when you say Mike names. who got wait I do which one got married Big Mike Big, Big Mike. Mike got married. Okay. Big Mike got married? Yes. Big Mike. Oh, oh. Big Mike got married. Years ago to a, a controlling woman that took him to Washington. Oh, uh, he'd gone to Washington a couple times on his own yeah. before that. Yeah, but... I missed the big flying leap hugs yeah. that everybody used to get from Mike. Mike, <laughs> was, Mike was a good person. Yeah. Mike is I, a hell of a guy. The Mike hug thing... The, the pinnacle of the Mike hugs was at the wedding when I was wearing, you know, 16 yards of velvet and was already, you know, a little teetering and whatnot and Mike just came barreling at me and I was like Mike no <laughs> <laughs> Scott did you make the palm with us? I don't think I ever did. There's a transition for you. I don't think I ever did. It must have been Shannon. I missed most of the stuff. We Shannon tried to, definitely made napalm with you. We uh tried to make explosives one <laughs> night and we didn't have much luck. I think it was with bullets, we were pulling gunpowder out of bullets. And I did that to... a lot as a kid. But... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the I other had, thing. I had guns as a kid because my grandfather had guns. And right. So, I mean, not that we had a lot of property, but people out in Austin really didn't care. So, I mean, I would shoot twenty twos around the property all the time. We do that in Michigan, too, but they call us malicious. Um, yeah, that was the other thing is that I heard about things like the Pentad and stuff before meeting you, probably even during the time that I knew you, but I don't think I realized the association of you to it. I think it was just one of those things. You hear a word, you hear some um, legendary detail. Well, you know, the funny thing is the, the Pentad's an interesting thing. I, I I don't regret any times in my high school life, per se. Um, <laughs> but the Pentad was an interesting thing. Of Basically, there was always five of us hanging out. And so, I mean, five pinnacle pentagram i mean it kind of just came from that but that was also during i don't think the pentad started before the dark times for me so um i think it kind of came out of that as well because during that time period where i was really depressed okay. i'm officially done my back can't that's not over any further i that was a time period where it was not i was not in a good place before i started to see help and all that good stuff um Rock hammer where I was wearing a trench coat all the time. I carried the Satanic Bible in my coat. I had a rock hammer under my seat. Um, in my apparently almost in, killed Tony's dad with it one time. But in my trench coat, I had um, mace. I had a Manrique Kusari. I had one of those Rambo knives. Was all, so all through high school. Wasn't all Velcro in there? I never kept yeah, my weapons in there. I had <laughs> obscure stuff because I had... The Satanic Bible, which I carried, and probably only read half of it best, because I don't read. I be a Satanist, but God, you people are wordy. <laughs> um, I kept strange sentimental stuff, some of which I still have in my sentimental Vans box up in the closet. Uh, but like, I have a piece of a drumstick from uh, when Brian was playing drums in the band room, which is where I used to hang out all the time, even though I didn't play a single instrument at all. Uh, where he was playing so hard, the actual drumstick split, and the tip flew off, and I got the tip from that. And I had you that. Got the tip. I had a zippo in there most times because that was during our 
pyromaniac stage. Um, so a lot of that, but the, I mean, the the, the pentad came out of us being <clears throat> mischievous, and it just kind of seemed to fit, and us kind of dabbling in, not dabbling in the occult, but just kind of, I don't know, it was high school, you know, it was high school. playing with the Ouija board, which I don't ever do. Uh, there's been a post about it recently on, on LiveJournal, not by me, but by some friends, about Ouija boards, and the fact that I don't touch Ouija boards anymore, because we contacted a spirit the five of us the pentad at the time uh which has changed over time as well because scott originally was not in the pentad but but became a member as we lost a member um but we got a specific spirit and no matter what when any one of us would touch a ouija board from that point on we would always get that same spirit i mean that's kind of where a lot of the pentad stuff came from a lot of that just came from one night walking down Maze Canyon uh, at deciding to walk it at like 2 in the morning because our friend John which is where all the parties pretty much happen because his mom it was him and his mom and his sister uh, his dad was committed at the time I think or something like that Uh, and so and it was right across the street from Maze Canyon which is kind of a neat uh, back side road off of a somewhat main road if you could call main road out in the country yeah um that's a highway. I could, drive a highway. That, I could drive that road in my sleep, though. I was over at John's house so many times. Yeah. So late at night. I know, me too. But, I mean, it was just one of those things that we walked the road at <clears> 2 <throat> in the morning, and the thing that that really clicked it for us is that we were walking it, and there was a lightning storm. No rain, just lightning and winds, which seemed very, yeah, I know, my wind. Um, I was going the same place. But it's just one of those things. That it was such kind of a, a charged night. Yeah. That John was like, hey, you know, I think I have a Ouija board. And we took the Ouija board out. And none of us had ever used one before. And, and we got this one spirit, which I don't, you know, level of belief from me has uh, come and gone to a certain degree on that. Not to say I don't believe in spirits or whatnot. But we got a spirit who... Uh, who I think originally told us his name was Hogan. Uh, and we spent a number of times then from that point on that night using the Ouija board uh, and getting the same guy and, and, and him telling us at some point in time he would try to kill us or something like that. I mean, that was kind of where we started to stop. But it got so much to the point where like Tony and I would go to the, the library when they would open the old archive room and actually research Maze Canyon and find that what we believed at the time was that Hogan used to be one of the uh, Louis, Louis, Louisiana Pacific uh, loggers way back when and had in fact killed uh, a woman on Maze Canyon now whether or not any of that's true I, I don't know and in fact, now that I talk more about it, part of that also came about from the fact that Adam saw the cloaked woman, I think, not too long before the actual walk on Maze Canyon, which is, I think, what prompted us that night to, to take that walk. Right. Because that story had gone around for a while. Which was a night where he basically... I, I, I can't tell the story for the dam. I mean, it's Adam's story, but essentially he was driving down Maze Canyon and saw a woman in a cloak and she just kind of disappeared kind of thing which that 
whole road actually has a very strong ley line on it, is my understanding. So it's not surprising that four different ley lines intersect at Maze Canyon. Oh, four different ley lines intersect at Maze Canyon. So there's a lot of stuff going on there. Why have we never gone to Maze Canyon? Uh, I don't do it very much anymore because it creeps me the hell out now. Well, I mean, we but that's a yeah, We used like, to walk it. We used to we'll I've walked that we'll a, a number of times. I mean, I don't want to do anything that encroaches on what you and the Pentad and everything did. It's not like I want to walk it and like try to live that experience. I just drive out there now. I would really just like to see it because I've heard so much about Nine it. It's o'clock? just one of those it's things. very dark. It's yeah, very dark. There's glowworms, though. It's really cool, man. It's also for me. It does freak me the hell out. Yeah, I mean, it does freak me out to an extent, but I mean, it also touches on a part of my past that I both look upon fondly and and not fondly. I mean, there's there's yeah. definitely aspects of it that I I wouldn't redo, but they're just, I don't know. They're best left where they were. It's kind of like me in the Pink Castle back in Michigan. It, it's stuff that I remember when I was a teenager, something I was involved in as a teenager that I don't really think too much about now. It's kind of like, it, it's, it's a, such a whole different life for me of when I was doing... Uh, witchcraft and things like that and when I found myself involved with people who took it way more seriously than I ever planned to and yeah people like you didn't even know people yeah well there there definitely is that but no I can I can understand and it's funny because it seems like it seems so real at that point in time and then when you when you go further and further past it how it just kind of like it doesn't affect you in the same way anymore well yeah, remember for me that the Pentad or that that group of friends, uh, we are at like sixty five minutes, but we've never well, kept the time ever. Um, that's always been a very strange relationship for me in and of itself because I mean, we call ourselves the Pentad and we're practically inseparable for quite a bit of time. Yeah, uh, you know, the five of us always were the hub of that whole thing at the time when John went on to start to do his own thing and and. Uh, the rest of the group kind of got irritated that John had moved on to his own thing is kind of where Scott got pulled in to be the, the fifth person mm-hmm. uh, you know which doesn't mean Scott's any lesser person than any of those guys I mean, no, Scott's just, by it, far my dearest friend at this point out of that whole group of people so that kind of happened uh, with my friends too is that I, I was sort of the I don't think I realized it although it might have been my intent was I was the center of this group of friends I had we did a mural in my room after I painted my room black um, which was all my idea to everybody had a nickname, everybody had a character that was based around their nickname, and they all went up on my wall. And this group, people would come and go in the group, but there was a basic <coughs> group of us that was like Monty and Larry and um, John Posey and Paul and Todd that were really sort of like, at least as far as the guys go, and then Erica coming, coming in with Todd for a long time was a big part of it. All these people were were so ingrained with each other and then when we sold my house um which kind of just happened out from underneath me one day i went away for the weekend to visit my uncle and by the end of the weekend i didn't have a home anymore you know it's like my room was someone else's room my aunt painted over it and uh i didn't have any of my murals or anything it was just all gone but when I wound up staying in uh, Grand Rapids with my uncle, everyone just kind of, they didn't disappear from each other, but I wasn't really part of the group anymore for a long time. And even when I moved back, just the fact that I was living in Canton and it wasn't as close to everybody as when I lived Not in Taylor. Not Canton, Ohio people. Yeah. Don't get them confused. Canton, Michigan. Um, 
it was hard for me to get my friends to to see me. I didn't drive. I didn't have a car or anything at that point. So me being gone, they just kind of let me go. And it wasn't until we started playing D&D over at Bob and Missy's. Um, because of Bob, Bob started a D&D game. We'd never really played D&D that much before. Um, that's when we started to kind of like group back in together again. But even when I, when I decided that I was moving to California, um, out of all of my friends, most of which I'd known for years, since I was like 10 or 11, the only people besides Bob and Missy themselves who had the party at their house, who came to my going away party from that group, the only person was Paul. And Paul and I had always had kind of tension with each other just because we had different views on things. He was a great, great guy, and he was an excellent friend, but we would see things differently so much that especially when you're in a teenager phase of your life and you start to really develop your opinions on stuff, we would kind of clash. But all my other friends, my best friends, Monty, Todd, these guys didn't come because they were just like, oh, he's not going to be gone very long. He'll just be back. It doesn't matter. You know, I'm not going to show up to that. And it really bummed me out, you know, it was, it was kind of like, well, you know, he's not including us in his life anymore by the fact that he's leaving, so just let him go, and when he comes back, we'll, we'll pick up where we left off. Yeah, I guess didn't was... declare you dead. Well, well I never really talked to them again. Those, those, guys, those guys had some real separation anxiety things, because I remember when, when uh, John was on the outs, didn't they like break into his room and poke holes in all his condoms? Yeah, I mean, we... <laughs> Then, I was not part of that because I was already. John got on the outs after I had already been banished the first time. Okay. Because of the whole thing with Alex, uh, where obviously to this day, mine and Adam's story still don't coincide with how the events happened. Right. Uh, you know, would I change that? I mean, out of any event in my life that I could change, would that be one of them? Probably. I mean, I don't typically like to say I'd go back and change anything. It's it's kind of what's turned me into what I am now. Mm-hmm. I I regret that it ever hurt Adam the way it did. It was never intended that way. I mean, you're talking about a uh, a low self esteem, seriously sick teenage. No, I'm I'm not talking about Adam. I'm, I'm not talking about Adam either. Well, yeah, Alex was <laughs> Alex. Uh, but I mean, for me at the time, it was. Me being a teenager, having low self-esteem, and someone feeding me a line that uh, that built me up, right. and unfortunately built me up around lies. And since I was already not on the outs of the group as it was, I mean, I wasn't really on the outs at that point yet. But uh, you know, she was with Adam at the time, as far as he was concerned. As far as she was concerned, they weren't. Granted, this is my version of the story as no, by me and that's all her. perfectly understandable. Though. Oh, I mean, shit. <laughs> I was, I, you know, you're talking to the loneliest loner guy ever when, you know, for six right. years when I moved up here. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, that the whole thing. like D&D by himself. God that got me exercised from the group for quite a bit of time. And John was the only one that really kind of stuck by me through that first one was John right. would still hang out with me. But then you get into that whole... Uh, that's what got John kind of on the outs for a while too was because John still hung by me and they basically you know we had classes together in high school and it was like I didn't even exist in in the room you know yeah. from the people that were like you know we were the pen ta- I mean we were the the group I got did. shit for going to visit you in Hawaii I remember when you were dead. yeah I mean and that was even more extreme because I mean after they we'd finally made up after I think we graduated um 
and they started talking to me again you know we hung out pretty hardcore for a while doing the the vampire tabletop game which is that tony ran which still holds a fond memory for me yeah um although i think the other adam might have been on the outs at that point i mean that's the thing with that group is it's always kind of been here and there right the but the final straw for where they they kicked me out the second time was when i moved because i think there was it was like by by moving to hawaii i was like breaking up with them and i it was not intended to be that way it was just another phase of my life where i had a chance to go try and be an adult and i i needed that at the time because i was i just didn't know where i was going wasn't part of it also who you moved with yeah i mean but it was because it, it felt like I was choosing this new person who was really cool over them. I know it had nothing to do with him being cooler than them. He was cool to hang out with, but I mean, the, he was... It was an opportunity. It was an opportunity. Did, and didn't I mean, he also have something with Mariah, that guy? But they didn't know about that until afterwards. Did, okay. Did, did, I'm not going to say it. So, I mean, <laughs> it, it was really that we had, you know the dome thing going on and I was abandoning that and it was kind of like oh yeah that was big fiasco. yeah that was a big fiasco and I, I wasn't trying to abandon anything I was just trying to, that game to had take really another good character generation shit no, I like that yeah I somewhere there's copies of it oh, no. um, <laughs> see you got you got slammed for for leaving of your own accord I got slammed for basically losing my home and because I didn't have a place to live that was closer yeah, but yeah, I mean, just kind of the, like... the level of, of of how they exercise you is, is different. Because, I Probably. mean, they actually yeah, Chris told people I was dead. Died in a plane crash... With your gay lover. With my gay lover that I was moving to Hawaii with. Well, you know. And, in and fact, I ran into someone after I got back, who I'd gone to high school with... After you and I started dating. I was, he was like, oh, dude, I thought you were dead. No, my... Multiple people. <laughs> Did Not your, just one. Did your boyfriend make it multiple. out too? We ran into multiple people who were like, oh man, I heard you died in a plane crash. Still trips me out that it was, I remember in Hawaii. You it remember was so long ago. Well, I remember that trip in Hawaii because we couldn't go to the strip clubs because Chris wasn't old enough yet. If I'd only known. <laughs> it's a problem when you're 40 and you're hanging out with 18 year olds. Uh, yeah, you know. Well, yeah, that no, was, was the just... worst thing when I was going to the raves and I was 30 and there was 15-year-olds there. I'm like, oh, man, yeah. Yeah, it's I, a hard life. Scott's, Scott's trip to Hawaii is like, where can I figure out to puke at next? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was bad. Puck got say. food poisoning on, like, day one. Oh, so man, and we did sites. We did the puke trip, you know, around the island where it yeah. was kind of like, oh, look, here's an over. Like, Remember that <laughs> super windy one where you lean over like a 45 degree yeah. angle and stay upright and I had to hurl over that? Oh, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> I love that place. <laughs> that was my favorite place in Hawaii. Wind. I know. <laughs> you know, it's... I have fond memories of place I've thrown out. I mean, it's at least, you know, with, you know, you, Corey, I mean, you, I mean, it's, I'm not trying to make light of it, but, I mean, it's like you got, you know, chastised and pretty much forgotten about because somebody sold the place you were living at. The first time. Okay. And as far as I know, I'm the only one that gave you shit about moving out here because I got stuck left with Josh and the fact that. It was something that you and I planned to do together, but I understood and respected what, why you were doing it. I was just at a point where I um, needed to get out. 
You know, and then Chris, I mean, you had you obviously had an opportunity to go do something great where a lot of people don't get that opportunity and people don't understand it where, you know, my situation where all my friends in high school, they pretty much disowned me because of, because of a mistake, which I won't go into that now, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's like I had, you know, all my friends, like all of them turned turn their back on me, you know, for something that was totally out of my control. You know, and, you know, I got led down a very, very bad place. And I think I hadn't even hit rock bottom yet when you and I met. Where were you when you and I met then? Because you were, you were low. <clears throat> I, w- I was pretty low. I was definitely uh, very angry. You're uh, the reason why I don't like you too. <laughs> I just want you to know that. I, I know. <laughs> um, the band or just the band? The band. Was in, oh, no, right. Um, and that's that. That'd be uh, something to bring up with uh, music or something. I don't know. Um, but no, I mean it's like I, I was going to art school and you know that's all I did. You know I I wasn't working at that point. Um, you know I go to school for nine hours a day. That, that was all I did. I sat in my basement and I made I made artwork and. You know, it was it was an easy way for me to deal with what I was feeling, like the pain and you know the angst and everything. And you know, I think I'd been smoking for a little over a year. And you know, if my parents knew, they hadn't said anything. You know, cause they didn't they didn't say anything until I saw until I started dating Stacy. And that's when my dad came out and said, you know, we're not really happy about you smoking, but if you're gonna smoke, just don't hide it from us. So, I reached my pocket and pulled out my cigarette and let it right up in front of him. Stacy about keeled over when I did that, but, um, but no, I mean, it was, it was, it was a really bad place for me. I mean, I was the guy that you would see me walking down the sidewalk and you would, you would accept an oncoming car as, as your enemy versus sharing a sidewalk with me. I mean, there were people that didn't like to be in the same room with me just because of the energy that I put out, uh, Hell, the, the psychic at the Halloween party that I went to at CCS refused to give me a reading because she said my aura was too powerful. I've had a couple bad experiences. Where um, I mean, she like hasn't bad, had a bad she she like psychic. like was trying to get up from the table Sorry, to like move, and she almost like knocked over her entire table. Um, you know, but you know, all of that really changed because you know my brother's talking about this guy working at this comic shop. You know, and I had been loyal to this one comic shop for like 12 years. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, Mike, well, it's, you know, I don't really don't think it's in a good location. You know, it's next to Right down the street from my house. And, you know, it just, it just didn't seem like the, the mall that it was in. I mean, it was still a fairly new mall. Mm-hmm. Um, it just didn't get a lot of walk through traffic. You know, I just didn't feel that it was going to make it. So, I don't know, I think comics had been open maybe two months or something at that point my, my brother Phil finally talks me into going in and I had run in because my buddy Chris and I were writing this comic that I had been thinking of for like the longest time and I had run in to grab just some stuff for, for reference material and I'm like okay I got like 15 minutes I still gotta stop get gas get smokes and I'm on my way well, I end up getting, talking to Corey for about a half hour, 
and you know, and that's pretty much like where it started. And then, yeah, I think you're right about that. Is that I think me kind of giving the information, saying that I was an artist, I mean, it took a while to kind of get that out. Mm-hmm. Where it was like, hey, this is what I'm going to school for. Yeah, I think it was probably I was talking about stuff from online and everything about writing, and not even like, oh, I want to write comics. It was just, oh yeah, we we do this writing stuff and everything. I think at that time we had been talking. Uh, DW and yeah. Dan and I have been talking about stuff comic wise and everything, but I was just more like having fun. And these are these are my friends at this point. Is the people I know <laughs> online from Prodigy and uh, the Friday night? I think it might have been Fridays when we would do D and D with everybody else. But those people I barely saw. Stop both of you. <laughs> but yeah, that's 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 probably it. Is just. It was like, oh, yeah, well, I write this stuff. And you're like, oh, well, I draw this stuff. And then he shows me, he opens up just page after page of character concept stuff that he's done with his friend Chris. I'm like, oh, this is really cool. And, like, which has been ever since then. It was Anytime I see someone who has artwork and everything and and has a story that they want to tell I'm like well this is what I would probably tell if I was in that world and this is probably what I would say if I was in that world and these are the characters that I have run around that world and then by the end of the night yeah we had another new book another few characters and then uh, a couple weeks later we had four books we had four books an opera an opera? <laughs> alright well that was thanks to Fred that was that was partially thanks to Fred Fred, um, Fred if you're out there somewhere listening to this you're a god. That was pretty cool. But yeah, that that's that, a lot of He's the only guy that I know that can do that trick from Labyrinth with the pool ball. Well, yeah, it's awesome. I knew somebody that could do that. Yeah. But that's all he did all the time. Yeah. Fred knew a lot of cool stuff like that. That's his initials, DW? He, does that he never shared how he did it. I think I saw him at Rays. But no, I mean, it was that's, that's pretty much how Corey and I met. I mean, yeah, I mean, I... Joe, can we tell the story where, you know, I walk into the comic shop and, you know, yeah, I mean, you did say, oh, yeah, so you're Phil's brother or something to that degree. But I, I always tell it with a little bit of a twist, kind of like the uh, scene in Roadhouse where he's just like, oh, I thought you'd be bigger. You we know. should just put the repeating sound of a crackling fire behind this whole podcast. That is good times. <laughs> Family Brook. The crackling fire, like we're sitting around a fire telling stories. Tortured screams, of, like a little inn. Yeah. Um, on the bar, I don't forget my loot. They have a synthesizer keyboard scream. <laughs> <laughs> but now, I guess the last one probably is um, through me, you talking on the phone with uh, with Anne. With Anne. Because, I don't know, you had to go do something real quick here. Talk to Anne. I'm like, um, okay. We're in my house in my basement. And uh, I'm on the phone to California with Anne, probably sitting in front of my computer. I ran in my room for something, and I just toss yeah. the phone in his yeah, lap. Yeah, he's just like, here. And I'm like, um, okay. And I'm like, hi. And she's like, hi. I'm Anne. You must be Corey. She have one of those perky phone sex voices? Yeah. And it's like all I could keep thinking about, because every time that he ever talked about her, he was like, yeah, sports bar and cutoffs. And I was like, I, 
I don't know if I'd seen the sports bra and cutoffs. I think at that point in time I couldn't have because it was. Uh, well, no, because you, you always talked about California it. With her, yeah. You always talked about it though, because she always. Now has that image been erased was... from you now? Never. In view of the most recent image. No, no. Well, it's still, it's it's a pure image of love. <laughs> um, like whenever I think about last week, uh, I, I just kind of freeze, you know, because it's still it was just so brief. And wonderful, but I'm I'm still kind of like deer in headlights, confused. Right, yeah, headlights. Um, yeah. Could you pick them out of a lineup? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I want a lineup though. <laughs> I would like the opportunity to try. So say, so can I do the Pepsi challenge? <laughs> Let's get a feed up there. Um, yeah, that's doing it by taste. Although I'm guessing you wouldn't mind, but well, since I, I, um, yeah. Cisco's the only one who's eaten stuff off of them. Uh, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, since Cisco's so the only one who's eating stuff off. I'm so glad that's where you went. Yeah. Um, but that was your obsession for how long until you finally met her? We talked about Until you finally obsession. met her and then your obsession <laughs> shifted a little bit, but it's remained yeah, strong. It's still and cutoffs, it's just, you know, the, the sports bra has gone away now. Yeah. Um, and, but that that is really funny. And, and <clears throat> apparently... She said this once or twice, is that when she first got on the, the Prodigy boards, she had kind of a crush on me, and I, of course, had a crush on her because it's Anne. Um, so it, it very well could have initially been me and Anne together, instead of uh, Mary Beth and I and her with uh, him. She and probably would have turned out better for that. I, but that's the thing, is I don't think it would have worked. I think the point where we are now... As, as having been friends for so long and everything, because I had a lot of growing up to do when it came to relationships, uh, most definitely. And I think that we're, we're both in better places, we're better people because of the failed, miserable relationships we've had. Um, but it's just great to be able to have friendships like this, like all of us that have been around this long, like very adult friendships, as juvenile as we can be, as silly as it is that we are people in their 30s playing Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> and doing a podcast that met through a vampire game or met in a comic shop that you guys are the best friends that I've ever had in my life. Comic shop. Yeah, this is this is the group of people that I consider family that anybody else that I ever meet has to live up to this kind of expectation. Like I guard this group and when I see somebody who I think is really cool, all I think about is trying to <laughs> trying to get them to be a part of this. Now, not everybody is someone that I brought in just because I thought that they would be a good fit, but it was just kind of like some people were filler. But like Ra-Ra, I really like Ra-Ra. I thought he was a great guy. I thought he would have been a fun fit for the group, but he only got to come over the one time. I, there's a guy that I work with now that I think is awesome that definitely has a D&D background. That I just, he's one of the most awesome people I've probably ever known, and I think he would be a really good fit, but it's it's going to be hard pressed for someone else to come in here and be a part of this now, you know, because we do have a huge history. Make us sound like elitists. We're not elitists, <laughs> we just have a but very we're tight. More, we're yeah, eclectic. Very tight. We, we are a very... tight group, and we have our in jokes. If you can't make a dozen Ghostbusters references a night, you're not going to fit in this group. I can't. <laughs> but you, you roll with it. Yeah. Uh, you're just. You're sort of the overseer. You're the you're the confused, kind of shaking his head, like what the hell. Uh, well, I mean, it's like I got introduced you. to Chris and Cisco by by you because he forced I, you. Was that the night they forced you to show up a game one time? Well, yeah, I'd gone to a game a couple times, and I actually still have my sheets. By on the someplace. table at that point. 
Um, Did you guys come to dinner with us when we went out to um, Genghis Khan with my parents? No. But you did That does sound awfully familiar to me. Are you sure we didn't do that? But no, I it's like we came over here. It's not fresh China. We came Were over we here. Were we here at that point? We yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, I know my parents came had, over here at one point. Didn't we go down to the city parents. and have dinner with your parents? Yeah. I remember that. We I don't had remember dinner doing it here. We had San San one of the San Francisco, first like the Tonga Room or something. No, I've never no, been to the Tonga, Tonga room. room. Where was it then? We're so Tonganing. Next time we, we all go to the city, we're Tonganing. Strip Club Tonga. That's the only reason I would go there. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, we're going to get you over your fear. But yeah, and that's fear? that's probably it's the other thing too, fear. is that my parents... You don't like strip clubs? Now, my mom references you guys all the time. You know, she reads you guys in my journal. She, this is... She knows that you guys are my extended family out here. That's why she feels safe with me being out here. Is it started with Anne, and then having Corky move out definitely made things a lot better too. But you guys, she she looks at that as okay. That's why it's okay that he's so far away. You know, because it wouldn't be. Otherwise. My mom has fully adopted you. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and I feel like. When Aaron talks about holidays and stuff coming up and everything, what are we going to do for this holiday? Oh, is Corky doing anything for this day and stuff like that? I don't feel like I'm stuck in any one thing. Like, if I was alone... Like Christmas Day is fantasy. Right? Well, yeah. <laughs> but if it was if it was like I didn't have anybody and I, I was alone on Christmas or Thanksgiving or something like that, I know uh, you guys would pick happened. up and have me come over. And yeah, and you always You're always welcome. Over. You guys are welcome to come to Christmas Eve at my I'm mom's house. I'm trying to think, you know... No, the first time that I met Chris and Cisco, it was was at their house. Probably. Yeah, probably. Probably. It was at their house because you had the big wicker round chair. Oh, yeah, the Papazon. Scott loved that thing. Scott loved the Papazon. I was going to say, because I think that was the first time I met Scott, is that you kind of came traipsing through, and it was just like... Scott! So you were at the mess at the apartment. No, he he met you guys here. Here. Yeah, here. Oh, we had the Papazon in that corner there. That's why the wall's all scraped up. That's why the wall's all messed up. Because oh, you guys had the couch and everything laid out differently, yeah. and you had the TV against. Did we have the, the Nagabi still, or had I, we moved to the the sectional? The Naga Beast, I don't remember. No, you guys. You remember you the Naga Beast? Got a sectional. We had the sectional. It was a sectional. We had gotten rid of the Naga Beast. I remember the, No, I bet the Naga Beast was out here. Was the Naga Beast out here? Because I think after that, I remember I think somebody the, plopped in it. Adam or something. I think Mike the next Rose. time, Mike the next time that I came out, Mike Rose walked into it. The next time that I came out to visit you guys is when it was like when I was actually living out here, and I showed up with Emily, and that was when Phil was living in the garage. Phil didn't actually live in the garage. <laughs> Phil practically lived in the garage. Well, I mean, I mean, every time that I was over, probably because he was watching no, sports on the. That's TV when we had the no, pool the table, the, to, the shuffleboard, the dartboard. You have to remember, this is why I will love Phil for the rest of my life, even if he doesn't speak to me for four years. Yeah, I don't think he's listening. That'll encourage him. If he ever finds the podcast, four years, man. But anyway, the reason that I will love Phil until the end of time is because Scott ended up moving out of the house when I was, what, six and a half months pregnant? Seven months pregnant. I had already set up the crib the at that point. Well, considering what like, happened to Phil with a bag of placenta in the fridge. Okay, no, I was like crazy nesting at that point. I had the crib. I was like totally into almost ready to pop with the baby. And Scott comes to me one night and he's like, 
I love you to death, but I'm moving out at the end of the month. I'm like, what? You can't move out at the end of the month. Yeah. No, that's and not cool with quick. me. And I, well, you, yeah, you, you gave I was us. Looking, me and no, we knew that you were thinking me. about moving, but it was like literally like twelve days. You were like, okay, Adam has a place. We're moving. And I was like, that that is how it when? is when you're moving, though. It's like you find a place. But and you're anyway, like, well, gotta go. It was like you came home like on a Friday, and we're like, I'm moving at the end of the month, and I freaked out the entire weekend, and then Phil. Any chocolate. Right behind you, dude, in that bag. Oh, God. Phil ended up coming over that Monday, and I was just frantic. And Phil was like, oh, my God. Oh, there's an FKD. What, what's wrong? What is going on? For and I'm, dead. And I, I brought him out in the garage, and I was like, oh, my God. You know, I don't know what I'm going to do. Scott's moving out. I'm totally freaking out. I don't Play know cat. what's going on. And Phil looks me straight in the face and he goes, well, when will the room be empty? At the end of the month. Okay, well, I'll move in on the first. Huh? He's like, I'll move in on the first. He was gross. To Problem solved. I mean, I like Phil and all, but boy, his I room was filthy. Phil. <laughs> but yes, I will love Phil until the end the of time. The stench of duck never left his room. really... <laughs> 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 It smelled, as long yeah, as he lived in that I, room, it smelled like I, I, beer in a duck farm and made love in there. <laughs> ew. ew. <laughs> <laughs> On the upswing, um, anyway, because of no, Phil, you did coming, have Christina walking around in a robe. Coming up, Where's that? bringing that story all the way around. The reason that Phil spent so much time in the garage was because I was nursing. And the very first time that Phil walked into the house and Julian was nursing, and he was just like, I, I just don't even know where to look or what to do or <laughs> where my eyes are supposed to go. I know. <laughs> I'm no. He's just not what the those kid, are like, for. You got four minutes, and then it's Daddy's turn. Mother. Yeah. <laughs> Black not JD. my thing. Thank you very much. But that was why Phil ended up spending so much time in the garage because he, it took him a really long time to adjust to just. Because you've been around me when you're nursing children. Yeah, just random boob hanging out. Random boobish. Pop one out, feed a kid, put it I'm back. I'm trying to think of like moments that were like the moment that I remember. Because I mean, we've had our Jay and Silent Bob moments. Jay and Silent Bob was probably the biggest connection between you and I as far as like our own time. That one night where we did it and we were inside the... <laughs> wow! <laughs> so you just came out of the closet just now, huh? Yeah. Let's go to Hawaii. What was her name? Why, Shannon flying the plane? <laughs> what was her name? Tristan. Oh, God. Remember yes. when we abused her that. <laughs> wow! <laughs> yeah, and you were saying we're going to get kicked off because of language. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, if we're gonna if we're gonna talk about Tristan, I, that that's a good point. She does have a a very a very kind heart and a good sense of humor because she not only dealt with us as Jay and Bob, um, but she also did some sort of sparring thing with Jimmy in the middle of a pit at game one night, and I think he wound up uh, grabbing at her a little too much or something. Uh, Tristan is actually on my, my live journal friends list, so oh. I, I get to talk to her once in a while. And yeah, she's Let's just. Not even she's a, yeah, there was that or the time where we 
as Jay and Silent Bob, we took the little uh, plastic hobby car that you had had in the trench coat that yeah. we pulled out, and we smacked over the head of someone. And, and then them we forced them to look at naked pictures of B. Arthur. Oh, yeah. Where's that, too? <laughs> <laughs> Did you actually have naked pictures of B. Arthur? <laughs> 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 you can find anything on the internet. <laughs> I know you, it's just, you don't want to look. Yeah, remember, for, for most of the live-action game, I was either a storyteller or... They gave the me pretty storyteller. much. Well, either yeah. yeah, a storyteller or when I wasn't a storyteller, they pretty much gave me free reign to do what Whatever. the hell I wanted. If you were a peep favorite, you got so to be for third gen. And um, for, so when they let me and Corey do Jay and Son of Bob, we pretty much had free reign. But we kept it to Southside, and Southside was more the anarchist area. Yeah, Mark, Mark let us do whatever because yeah. Mark loved the concept, and he knew we weren't trying to accomplish anything yeah we weren't power <laughs> we were playing just... or anything we were just being dorks and we can give back the backstory of we were brainwashed into believing we were jay and silent bob yeah so it's not like we were the actual characters we just thought we were i'm trying to think scott that what... just reminds me of my vampire character. yeah i'm trying to think of the the one moment that was like i mean we've had a few late night gaming moments that i definitely yeah. We're, we're cool, but I'm oh, trying to I think I have this. to say the vampire game with Scott and George and I when we were uh, <clears throat> got to Methuselah. Oh, yes. And puck the puck hood ornament. The puck hood ornament. The puck hood uh, Yeah, I mean, that definitely is one of my favorite games that I've ever run. Uh, I remember the Hawaii barfage. <laughs> Chris and the fireball. Chris looking at tequila. Let's see. Oh, the fireball, yeah, definitely. That's I, You know what, and I think I figured out now how it happened. At the time, for the life of me, I couldn't remember. Because what we were doing, essentially, is that we were bored one night. And bored pyromaniacs are never a good thing to have. Is story? But, yeah, we've been telling stories. But, I mean, so John had a propane bottle. Like one of those ones you use for your grill or something. You know, it's a couple feet high. Yeah. And it all it had off it was this copper tube. That was like this little narrow cop tube that kind of was squished at the end, so it just kind of sprayed out thing. And he had a bag of balloons. So our bright idea was that, well, propane's flammable. So we were filling balloons up. And using to light paper And we couldn't find fuses, so we had toilet paper that we were taping to the balloons, and we light it, and we go, then... Had... <laughs> toilet paper has an extended life of burn. <laughs> Yeah, I mean... That'll take a good 10, 15 milliseconds to go <laughs> It wasn't... Like I said, it wasn't the brightest thing we've ever done. Man, I've, I've blown stuff up in my face before. He had a 55-gallon drum, though, Woo! up on the... By his house, on the on kind of this back lawn, backyard area. Metal drum. Which now everyone refers to as the pit. We were going to throw stuff in, throw it into, and light it off there, and then with, you know, flame talk. <laughs> so unfortunately, I had a balloon in my... Cradled in my arm. <laughs> and I... I'm wearing my leather jacket, thank God, I think. Um, and I had mat a box matches, I think. And my intent was I was going to light the match, and I was going to drop the balloon in there and throw the match in there. Unfortunately, I was holding the box to strike the matches with in the same hand I was holding the balloon. <laughs> which was not the brightest thing to do. You were the brightest thing! <laughs> so when I struck the match, it flared up enough to ignite the balloon in my arms. Right. And granted, I never saw anything but a bright light. <laughs> now the expression on Scott's face when I could see again was pretty priceless because he was up like at the back door to the house 
And it was like, dude, you were engulfed in a vault fire. <laughs> I mean, it was just like... Now, mind you, I then had a burn on the side of my face. My, I mean, not like a third degree burn, but like a right. tan on the side of my <laughs> face. Sunburn. But only on one side. And because I had turned. <laughs> so were I had to... missing one eyebrow? No. Eyebrow never left. There was definitely the smell of burnt hair. <laughs> Mostly on my arm and hand where it had initially gone off. But I had to think of an explanation for my parents when I got home because I kind of had like the half Batman thing going on. Face burnt. So the best story I could come up with is that John had a gas burning stove. And so my excuse was his stove flared up on me when lighting his stove. And whether they really bought it or not, they bought it long well, enough. Well, if they listen to matter. this, they're not going to buy it. They'll know it now, but the stories that have come out of my parents' mouth is things they did as a kid. Now, as I'm an adult, that I get bits and pieces of periodically. That's always fun. I'm, my, what I did was pretty tame. Yeah. That 55-gallon drum had a part in another story where I saw John engulfed in flame, too. What was he using? Gas. Just we got, gas. Yeah, we got a five-gallon thing of gas, and we put part of it in the drum and he was going to light it and he lit the match and he was he had an empty it was like the last match he was going to throw the empty book into the thing and throw the, he was going to like stand back and throw the match but instead no he shook out the match he was lighting something else he shook out the match and threw the match in into the into the barrel and it was he, still hot it was still hot enough it. and it exploded and he, he was yeah, I mean, the number of, wow. of fire experiences we did when I was a teenager. I mean, John, Shannon, and I went to his grandmother's house, which had a uh, trailer, like a little mobile home trailer next to it, where his father, place. when his father wasn't committed, lived. Yeah, I remember um, playing uh, playing uh, Riss there when you were uh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember distinctly that John or Shannon had read that you could make napalm by mixing gasoline and bars of soap on a stove. Uh, you know, styrofoam. <laughs> so here Where we are. Can come from that? Cooking gas, huh? <laughs> I'm not kidding. We had a pot on the stove with like half a gallon of gas in it or yep. so. And, and soap shavings. And here we are. And all we can do is sit here and wait for it to kind of, I think one person stirring the rest of us were sitting around. All we can do is comment on the fact that we can smell the place is filling with gas fumes because we're heating up gas on a stove. We're to, and we're watching Sesame Street. <laughs> Why Sesame Street? I have no idea. So did you actually see Because it was probably a level of intelligence that you were at. Did I you never, actually see Snuffleupagus at that point? Probably. I never got to light the stuff off. They lit it off after on another day. I never got to light the stuff off. Um, that makes other... me feel so much better about all the stupid shit I did when I was a kid where it's like really you have no brain at all we learned Adam I think was the one that learned that you could mix equal parts saltpeter and sugar and it would burn and billow smoke out smoke bomb. and make a smoke bomb so we spent a long time perfecting <laughs> the technique of making smoke bombs that way you make a nice you actually make caramel essentially it gets a nice caramel brown and you pour it as a liquid and then you light it it actually flames quite a bit and i'm sure that it'll stick very well to your skin if you don't handle it well and then we learned that a pringles can fits exactly two pepsi cans stacked one on top of another 
So what you could do is you could take a Pepsi can, you could take the top off of it, put it in the bottom of the Pringles can. You could take another Pepsi can and hollow out both the top and bottom and stack it on top, which provided enough insulation for the cardboard tube with the Pringles can to fill with smoke bomb material up to the top of the Pringles can so that you would actually have a portable smoke bomb. Granted, the thing still shoots about a foot and a half flames out of the top of it. All right, tell us about the popcorn tin. Do you want the popcorn tin, or do you want the filling Adam's house with smoke when it accidentally went off when we were cooking on the stove? And all I remember is that from ceiling to about two feet off the floor, his whole house was filled with smoke because it had gone off and was just billowing smoke out of the pot, even after throwing it in the sink and whatnot. And here we are, we have t-shirts wrapped around our faces to inhale and we're trying to you know get the smoke out of the house and all i remember is his one sister coming by going adam what did you do now and that was kind of the hit him with the car yeah same sister hit him with the car um i don't think she hit him with the car as much as he jumped into the car two really different things okay monty and i nuking the hot dog in the microwave for 27 minutes until it melted and the cheese turned hard as a rock and the whole place just filled up with smoke it doesn't seem that bad now. Yeah. Of course, we were adults. Okay, as long as we're talking about cheese and smoke. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> is, that, is that before Scott? or after you discovered that you could take a cigarette and put it in the microwave for, was it five seconds? That was that was post the cigarette. It was 30 seconds. You, 30 seconds and you, you get high. You, you uh, nuke a cigarette once. for about a minute, um, and it only works one time. You get a wicked, wicked buzz. Damn it. that cigarette. That's what I should have done for my last cigarette. Yeah, that's great. Um, we don't know what it's killing on you. Uh, I took, I want to say, four packs of Black Cat firecrackers and decided I didn't want to wait for them to, like, go off individually. So I squirted lighter fluid around the whole thing. <laughs> and then I, uh, did a little bit of a trail off, but the trail didn't last as long as the big puddle of lighter fluid on top of it. So I just lit it. And I remember Monty, and I think it was Heidi was there, and Monty was like, okay, now run, because it's going to blow up in your face. And I'm like, no, dude, this is awesome. I want to see this. And it blew the first pack up, and while the other ones were about to go off, they actually hit me in the face. And just went, pow, 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 pow. And just like, and I'm just standing there, and Monty comes running back up when it's safe. And he looks at me, and my face is just black, all these little spots and everything. And I like turn to look at him. Yeah, and as soon as I start to speak, smoke shoots out of my mouth. <laughs> and I was about 15, 4. So, yeah, it, it, I feel a lot better now. See, so I don't have is, that many fire this stories. This has returned into Tell Me a Story. This is it Tell was Me a Story. We're old again. Tell me I, I thought this was all about like how we met. That's, well, we did this part. We decided okay. we had to start that way. With I started story. my pyro stuff late, man. I did did mine with you guys, and in geology classes, everybody, every geologist is a pyro, pretty much. We exploded everything you could think of in the fire while we were camping out yeah. in the field, and you know, including those little canisters that you use for the, the Nerf gas burns grills. really well. Nerf oh, those. Rubber yeah, cement. those shoot in the air. Those are really cool. Having a uh, science kit that your parents got you about ten years ago. Just sitting in a closet, not doing any harm, showing up at the point when you have found butane lighters, um, probably a bad idea. <coughs> there should be a shelf life on those things, or on the intelligence of your children. 
Don't let them keep it past a certain age because they get really dangerous when they discover what the chemicals mixed together do when they set on fire. We took... I already pulled it off. And then you had Alfred Seltzer. That's what it's fresh. We took... So it's bubbling out like the evil like, in Superman 3. Easily a half dozen, probably closer to a dozen of those jars of rubber cement with the paintbrush lids. <coughs> And we went out to the beach and dug ourselves a pentagram trench, like half an inch deep in the sand, and poured the rubber cement all the way around it. I thought you just used Tang for your pentagram burning. No, that was a different pentagram. <laughs> I, I have a pentagram thing. Yeah. We, we all know it. <laughs> but anyway... So, no, th this, this is, like, truly, like, the best, like, I was a crazy witch in high school story. We pour, like, almost a dozen of those little bottles of rubber cement into our dugout pentagram trench on the beach. Then we all get naked. Why not? See? It, it gets better. We all get naked. We go swimming in the, what, 34 degree What's your ocean. friend Honeygram there? Because that's... No, <laughs> no, I didn't hang out with Honey. No, it was Lonnie and Estrella and a bunch of other people. Yeah, you Australia. know, if you still talk to her, you know, it'd be great, you know, especially right now. Estrella's hot. Australia is not. <laughs> hey, get on the Australia won best still... in San Francisco. It, it's still oh oh that person that's I... Australia yeah that's, that's Australia. Right. Is she a stripper? No. Well, I don't yeah, know actually, I think actually, she, I think she is stripping. Does that ruin it for you? Uh, yeah, it does. She's a really cool person. So, do you have Her a story about the stripper issue? No. Her middle name is Jelly Bean. Makes you just want to eat her up, doesn't it? <laughs> but anyway, feels so like I should be in Lost Boys. We yeah, all get... I came this close from being called Moonbeam or. Moonchild or something like that. Well, Australia is not much better, but go ahead, finish. Star. Anyway. Australia is star. But anyway, so we all go swimming in the freezing cold ocean, and we come back and we decide, well, you know, that was really cold. Okay, now we should light the pentagram on fire because that'll warm us up. We're naked and wet and naked dancing around a pentagram. And, and dancing around a pentagram that's on fire. And then, you know, because we're like 14-year-old girls and, you know, we think we're all witchy. We're jumping the flaming pentagram naked. <laughs> so At that age, you probably didn't have a lot of hair to burn. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so many things I could have said about naked 14-year-old girls dancing on a pentagram. That was about the safest that we could go with. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. burnt the five-foot pentagram made out of rubber cement up on Mays Canyon Road. So I'm glad I yeah. never met you guys hey. when I had rubber cement. On my mouth. Now, better rubber cement. <laughs> Why? 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 Someone in a previous class had plugged one of the lab sinks with paper towels. So there it was sitting with two inches, three inches of water in the bottom of it that's just been sitting there. Michael did that to someone's bathtub and then shit in it. So Che, who's like the brain of the class, in fact his head was so large he had to be the brain for the class. <laughs> that was mean. <laughs> but Is he the illegitimate father of your cousins? Kind of looked like Stewie. Um, <laughs> Decided that he was going to pour some rubber cement in there and then light it. But rubber cement is one of those liquids that when it gets onto water, 
It makes a micro-thin sheet of itself. And it lit up and shot high flames out of the sink. <laughs> and the substitute teacher looked up and said, just make sure you put it out. I mean, just no response. <laughs> yeah. The other time was when we took the... Um, Which is why I argue the public schools are <laughs> better education. We took the tire trip down the Russian River mm-hmm. in the tubes. Right. And we had, I had brought in... A Not t- a canoe? A, no. no. Tires. We Inner tubes. We just floated down. It was one of the things... I don't know why we decided to do that. It was... Somebody's idea. Oh, not actual um, radials. Yeah, not actual radials. Tubes. Yeah, they don't flip around. We had a tire pit in the woods behind our. But we took rubber cement and we brought it with us, and I poured it out. And I think this was before I learned that it, the sink thing that it thinned out on the water. So we had gone to go pour some out. We knew it floated, but we went to light, but it thinned out and was coming towards us, and we're trying to swim away from it. (laughs) (laughs) Because it was basically like a flaming slick on the water. (laughs) And it was kind of like one of those, huh, that wasn't the brightest idea. Paddle faster. (laughs) Like being chased by the blob. (laughs) Mom, Dad, don't touch it. It's I don't have any fire stories. No? No, I just have stories of me and cops. Oh yeah, that's true. You're always getting <laughs> look. Yeah, yeah. We're squirky. See, the problem is that you needed to live out in the country like all of us, because out in the country you can call the police and tell them that there's a crazy man trying to break down your front door with a shopping cart, and it'll take him twenty minutes to get to your house. You have to call him back and tell him you have a shotgun. And you're going to shoot him if he makes it through the front door before they come. Uh, see, I mean, it, no, it didn't make any difference because any time that there was a presence, <coughs> I, I, I was with somebody that was doing something stupid. <laughs> that's so true that's so very true so which which i mean are we done at this point or are we just we're almost at two hours now wow which means we, we have should... to edit this one down no i don't care it's <laughs> okay it's super size the fact that it's been a month and a half since we did the last and we did one. do a dual category and we did do a dual category and we knew this category was going to take a long time no matter what yeah and i mean the the sad thing is well not the sad thing i guess the thing is we probably still have a tremendous number of stories to go through if it really came down to it. Well, this is a repeating mm-hmm. category. Yeah. I'll, this I'll, this I'll category this doesn't get switched. I'll switch out Happy Little Trees, though, for... We can leave that one up. I don't care. No, that's got to stay up. Okay. We just recognize the fact next time it's a dual category. If we don't have art stuff to talk about, then we have to kind of push us to to remain talking. Otherwise, you just sit there and go, oh. So should we I sign off at this point, then? Sure. Sure. So... Wow. Yeah, almost two hours. Uh, if you've made it this far, thank you for listening for almost yeah. two hours to us jabber about our stupidity in our teen years and how we met, and some of those coincide, some don't. Um, this is uh, make sure you go to the site, uh, thed20.net. Yeah, it is. If you didn't find it there, please let us know how you found it. Yeah. Please peruse the rest of the site. I try to update it as often as I can. And, and give uh, feedback. We'll try to get the uh, Happy Little Tree stuff up uh, Let soon. us know what you think. Yeah, I mean, if people are actually listening to this, give feedback. That way we know we're not just talking to ourselves, because we do that enough as it is. So, uh, this is Chris. This is Go. Corky. Scott. And I'm Hervé Villachez. <laughs> and signing off with uh, podcast number three. Thank you. Roll again. And I've lost my screensaver and it's going to keep recording until I can get back to my computer screen.
Wake up. Oh, look, filler. This can be clipped. It's a proud cut.